This is the Stomp Around Monster Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stomp Around Monster Podcast. I'm Colin. And I'm in severe credit card debt. And today, we're talking about Ultra Mega 3. <laughs> So, um, Ultra Mega number three. Ultra Mega number three. Well, that only it only took us uh, 22 minutes to get to the point that you're listening to now, which is probably about three minutes into the episode, if that. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, we have a severe lack of professionalism. When it yes, comes to this podcast. especially at one thirty in the morning, uh, where we're recording this. Uh, indeed, as well as a month since our last uh, episode was released. And yeah, none of us really have an excuse. We've just been incredibly busy, which is why uh, first little announcement that I'm going to make uh, just at the top of this episode. Episodes are going to be coming out monthly instead of twice monthly. Um, we're going to try to shoot for the first Sunday of every month. Uh, but this will be coming out to you guys. Um, actually, I'm going to have to edit that out because I really don't know when it's going to be posted. But we're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Well, actually, yesterday was St. Te- Patrick's Day. Technically, technically yeah. St. Patrick's yeah. Day was an hour and a half ago. Yeah. And at least I absentmindedly put on a green shirt and green hat today. I discovered that I don't really own anything green other than a DX shirt that got me weird looks at Walmart. I can't believe you didn't realize it says suck it on the back of it. Like how big are the how big are the letters on the back of this shirt? Pretty big. And the front I don't know why I, I thought that the phrase wasn't gonna get finished because the front says I have two words for you. I don't know why I thought that the phrase wouldn't get finished, but the back in big green letters says suck it. And um, yeah, there was this one particular old lady in the frozen pizza aisle that wouldn't stop mean mugging me all night. And I was like, what do I do? Did she follow you around all night? Uh, she followed me from that aisle to the next. Oh, God. And it's my fault. I own that, you know? But, you you wear like grotesque and like uh, offensive like obscene shirts all the time, every day. But, yeah, exactly. But here lately, I've had a jacket on. That's the thing. It's been the winter, and all my metal band tees, all my wrestling tees, all my just bullshit t-shirts I wear uh, have been covered up. So I guess you know, with the warm winter. Uh, comes death stares from old women in the pop tart aisle but anyway uh ultra mega number three it's been a while since we were at number two so i think really a little bit of a story recap uh would be in order to kind of refresh everybody's memory if you uh either haven't read uh the first two issues of ultra mega yet um or if you're just kind of jumping in here uh, at... Or if it's been any longer than 10 minutes since you read the last two, because this is a wacky story. Yeah. I, I didn't go... I actually, because I've read the first two issues multiple times for the show, I actually remember very well what happens in those two issues. But, like, it took me, like, 
probably 10 reads of each of them to remember it that well. Yeah, I mean, I always find myself going back and rereading them, but it's not until after I've read the next. Uh, So my first read through of this, I had no idea what was going on. And after rereading issue two and then three again, I still don't know what's going on, but I feel like that's just this series. Well, maybe we can kind of put it together because I think that like there are these unexplained things that are going to get explained later on. And then you look back on it and you're like, oh, okay. Or it could not work that way because I've had, I've read and watched several things where that's supposed to happen. It's supposed to call back to this seemingly like unsignificant thing that's in the beginning of the show or the book or whatever. And then you're like, what, what I missed that. Especially considering we only have one issue left after this. Yeah, because there's only four. Um, and we're waiting on, I guess, the next books in the series. But just to, to give a pretty basic recap, um, the plot of this uh, series is about a cosmic plague that has made its way to Earth and it just turns ordinary people into monsters. And... Uh, to combat this plague, um, there's a mysterious being that gifted three people with the ability to morph into these giant Ultraman ripoffs called the Ultramega. It's it's really on the nose, but yeah. it, it, it if you read it, it's better than it sounds, uh, and it it differs a little bit. It's got a, it at least has a little bit of originality to it. It's it's different enough. Um, but in the first issue, um, you meet the main character for that issue, uh, Jason, and, uh, he's the last one of the three Ultra Megas left, uh, because the, uh, other two, uh, people who were gifted with the ability to turn into the Ultra Mega, um, uh, Stefan and Erm, uh, they went off to do their own things and uh, he's just kind of fighting this uphill battle uh, all while uh, trying to take care of a wife and a new baby and uh, what you later find out is that uh, he had been married before and that when he found out his wife was infected by the plague because that's one thing that the ultra mega allows you to do is see when somebody's infected uh he found out that she was infected while she was pregnant with their child. So um, instead of, of killing her though, because anybody that is infected has to be killed by the ultra mega or they'll destroy and infect everything. Um, But uh, he didn't kill his wife. He had her quarantined. He made some kind of deal with the government to have her, uh, like uh, isolated uh but there she and the the child just grew to be this giant monster that was bigger than anything else they had ever fought and uh, after they the three of them came back together to battle this monster they were all three killed and uh everything was destroyed and that's why in the second issue everything is is more of a post-apocalyptic um 
kind of vibe as where the first one was actually very like grotesque and uh pretty yeah my god and now we're like in mad max land i will literally never forget the panel of the streets filling with blood and scabbing over and people suffocating to death in the scabbed over streets i still think that's one of the most brutal fucking things i've seen like in a comic ever it's up there for sure but uh yeah, in this issue, you're you're introduced to Noah, who was Jason from the first issue's son, and uh, he survived the attack, and uh, he's using uh, drones to spy on a group of uh, raiders. Well, I guess they're they're technically kind of like raiders, more like a cult, but they're called the the Kaiju Kingdom, and they're humans that worship the Kaiju that uh roamed around the earth a long time ago and uh he attacks and injures one of the leaders so they decide to go attack the settlement that he's uh i don't think he lived there did he he was just traveling there to trade stuff yeah he was traveling and i think they live like on the outskirts and they had to travel in to you know, get supplies from the supply drop from the government, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Yeah, that was it. And uh, the townspeople, though, and one of the uh, people that was there was the the guy that he knew that helped settle that land. And uh, they turned Noah over to the, the kaiju kingdom because they they knew that it was him that attacked them with a drone um and they wanted him so in this issue uh in issue number three he's been brought to the coliseum to battle for his crimes and uh again this issue is also like it's thematically the same, but also so different. Yeah. Um, like I said before we were recording, it kind of feels like with these books, each issue feels like its own isolated story, but at the same time it doesn't. It just feels like each one of them has a different vibe. Like there's definitely a different feel uh, and, and, and thematic to each one. But it definitely is a, you know, a good continuation. And it's the same from the jump from two to three. I don't think it's a secret that I read probably more comics books than the average bear. And there's some of these series that, especially in like recent DC, like DC has really been you know they're usually in my opinion in terms of, of comic books king and here lately there's been some of their their series where they'd switch artists like halfway through an arc and then it, everything just looks completely different and it really takes me out of it so at least there is that consistency with these yeah because the art of these 
this series is such a big part of it. I feel like if it changed drastically, I think it might be uh, kind of like if a, a cartoon like changed styles like halfway through the series or something like that. Like, yeah, you'd lose a lot of people. Yeah, like uh, how what they did to like animated Batman, the original animated series Joker. How they in one series like he had normal eyes, and then the next one he just had these big black triangle eyes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's rough. But yeah, that's something to appreciate about this series uh, is the artwork. And I really enjoy it. But this is where no see them. And uh, the, the kaiju cultists have like dressed he and two other people up as an ultra mega. Like they have these like cartoonishly big like mascot helmets on and uh they're about to be sent in to uh fight against monsters which is strange because like there's all these monsters around like there's still kaiju that exist but didn't like it the i think it was an issue two at some point they said like nobody had seen one in like 20 years or something yeah since the time jump between issues one and two and now they're just here. Yeah, they're just they've just been there because there's a lot of them in this issue, uh, which is another. This is a a good thing about it. Um, if you wanted less of the like uh, storytelling amongst the characters themselves, and like maybe some more action, uh, this issue's got a little bit more action in it. It's it's still pretty gory. Which is something that I, I kind of missed from the first one. Uh, was that this one, eventually they go into the Coliseum and do battle with uh, these other monsters. And the uh, the two other prisoners uh, die. And then uh, Noah fights off uh, two of them, I think. Then uh, that's when the uh, the eyeball creature shows up too in the... Yes, and uh, a lot I of still... trippy stuff. A lot of trippy huh. monsters in this issue. Yeah, and there are some trippy, trippy ass monsters in this issue. Um, what was the one? It was like a bag of acid. Yeah, I wish Ooh. I had a hard copy of it because I could pull it up and like list out all the creepy ones that are in it. I think it's. I think they called it Boosh. Yeah, they got kind of hilarious names as well uh but yeah there's just some some wild monsters in this one too so if you if that's an aspect of this that you really like uh really want to check out then uh you know i definitely uh recommend it and uh it also it, it cuts away to uh show you that gara who was the uh the leader from the first issue is delusional because of his injury from the uh, drone attack and uh, they send him to the Coliseum uh, for some reason I don't remember exactly why they sent him though do you uh, that's a negative we also uh, get a little cutaway um, 
about uh, Beth, which was um, Noah's friend that uh, was building uh, all the robotics and drones and things that you saw and that you'll see in issue two. Uh, she gets kidnapped when uh, the Kaiju cult come attack their compound. And uh, apparently, what the problem is is that all these all these monsters are small. They're on a, they're much smaller scale than what they were uh, when they would constantly attack. And uh, something's happened for them to lose their powers. So so they can be big again. They're trying to build robots, these giant robots, and uh, they've captured her to come and work on these robots which I don't really understand where they're going with that either. Seems to be a uh, a recurring theme. Like, if, if there's only... It's the just one, a lot of stuff to resolve in one issue, you know? I was about to say, like, it, it's going to have to be, like, masterfully done to, like, take that much storytelling and wrap it up in one nice little package. Because this one felt short. We were talking about that before we started recording. I feel like I started reading this book and then I blinked and it was over. I felt like this was the shortest issue yet. So I really hope that, you know, issue four, you know, does something a little bit longer and and wraps everything up nicely because I've just I've had too many bad experiences where the last issue of a comic is rushed and you're left wanting see the last uh, arc of Green Arrow DC's rebirth run of Green Arrow if you want to be disappointed by a, a, a rushed finish so I'm just afraid uh, that that might be the case here but I haven't been disappointed outright so far by this series so we'll see yeah like this episode this this issue had its more than redeeming factors um but essentially what happens is uh the this eyeball thing uh sees that noah has a, a warrior spirit because he actually is successful in fighting uh a few of the monsters and uh he, the uh creature that's it's just an eyeball with arms and legs is essentially what it is. Um, but it tells him to come into the sewers and uh, he is uh, trying to rescue him. He's trying to get him out of there. And Noah's also dragging behind him Gara because he saw what he did to him. He uh, burnt like half of his face off with a drone explosion. The uh, The queen shows up, which is Jason's first wife that... Uh, was left to grow and become humongous uh, shows up and she's mad at the offspring that she birthed from uh, from uh, Jason uh, that was the monster that attacked in the first issue and destroyed everything and uh, she's mad at him because he's playing games in the, in his uh, in the Coliseum. Um, but during, uh, Noah's escape, he is attacked by one of the kaiju from the Coliseum that almost kills him. Uh, he falls out of a, a 
sewer pipe that's up really high and falls down. And uh, the story ends with Noah dying after he fell from the sewer pipe. He's like got half of his organs hanging out at the end of this episode. And it's like a grotesque scene. But uh, like, I wonder how they're going to resolve that because like that our main character in our first issue died at the end of the first issue. So I don't really know where they're where they're trying to take this. Yeah, this is the second issue where your protagonist dies. And it, at least in this one there was no there's no clear answer where they're going next and there's so much story that they set up in this that unless issue 4 which is a supersized issue which to my knowledge it's not. It's just going to have to be really well done because I, and you know, it's not me saying that I think it's going to, you know, under deliver. I've just, you know, I've been reading comics since I was like six and there have been many instances where I've been let down by a final issue. Yeah. Or like, you read through a graphic novel and you like read like a large portion of it and then it just goes downhill and never returns. Yes. But yeah, I if I had to sum up this issue in one word, I would say perplexing. Cuz I, sure. I don't really know what to think of it. Did I think it was bad? Not really, but it didn't it didn't blow me away like the first issue did. Like I'll still pick that first issue up and read it right now. I would agree. I, don't want to I feel I've like each like issue times, but... Yeah, I feel like each issue is kind of like they're all good, but I feel like it has been somewhat of a steady decline since the first one. The first one's the only one that I think, you know, when we finish covering the series that I may reread one day. I'm hoping that fourth one will just be a banger. I, I wanted to blow my socks off like the first one did. Cause I remember I actually, it was funny how I found ultra mega. I actually went to get a, uh, a new issue of uh, trials of Ultraman, which is Marvel's Ultraman comic, uh, which we'll eventually cover on here. I'm sure we would like to cover Ultraman first before anybody asked, um, but uh, I saw that on the new release stand with it, and so I bought it too. <laughs> That's just how I found it. It's it's crazy the the kind of wacky stuff you can find just hanging out in your local shop. Yeah, go walk past the um like nine rows of pops and like uh. And there may actually be some comic books in your yeah. shop. Not just a bunch of like $2,000 collectible statues. Exactly. Somewhere in there, you may have to dig a little. There are comic books. And you can find some wild shit. But yeah, uh, any final thoughts? I mean, not that. I haven't already expressed, you know, like I said, this, this issue's fine. I enjoyed it. It does kind of feel 
like there is a little bit of a narrative inconsistency with this series. I don't know. It just feels like when my eight-year-old nephew tells me about like one of the cartoons he's watching and it, it doesn't really make sense what he's saying, but it sounds cool. That's kind of how I felt reading this series. It's like there's this eyeball monster and this other monster that looks like a bag of puke are fighting this child in the sewer. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That's cool, bud. That's kind of how it feels reading this. But like I said, the art's super gorgeous, especially in that first issue. And, you know, it's okay. You know, it's it's a, it's it's an okay read, but it's not something like we said that I think I'll be returning to once we finish. Yeah, and now I have to go back and edit that with with the thought in mind that yeah, that's probably how an eight year old explains things, and I'm I sound like that trying to explain this story because no. it's just it's just like that because that's just the story itself. There's no other way to explain it. It sounds like my nephew telling me about some cartoon he's watching where you're not really getting any good information out of it, but it sounds cool. What about you, Colin? What are your final thoughts? I mean, nothing that that really hasn't already been said. Uh, I guess I'll I'll run through pros and cons as I usually do. Um, Pros, of course, I love this artwork. I love this art style. Um, It's just, it's done so, it's just, it's done so well. You know the the storytelling, yeah, it's it's takes away a bit from this, um, but you know I'm I'm not really gonna hold it against it until the the next issue comes out because I think that what I'm gonna do is is I'll give one through four a rating as a whole, and not just each and not only that just like each individual issue because like having the end of a story knowing the end of a story can change your perception of parts of the story that you didn't like i don't even really know where to how, where to rate this yeah because like i said it it not that they're bad books because you know i have enjoyed them but i do feel like there's been a steady decline i, I think i gave the first issue like a nine and i think you gave it a ten yeah, I think that was my rating for that, which, I mean, I I still stand with that rating for issue one. Agree. I think it's a nine for me. Uh, and I think I gave issue two an eight. I think this one gets a seven. I'm going to say a, I'm going to say a six for this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just enough for me above average. I might, I might be low balling it a little bit and, you know, I don't want to be too mean to it, I guess, but you know, I just. I didn't really enjoy it. Like I, again, I can't really see myself picking it back up. It was a, it was a good read if you're just going to read through these once. Yeah, again, I I kind of I tend to agree. Maybe maybe a 6 is more fair. Because yeah, I don't really plan on ever reading this sh- this issue again. It's kind of like, uh, you know, mangas are guilty of this. Where like you'll have an issue or two that'll just be filler. Yeah, like, but you when you have a four-part series, I feel like you shouldn't have filler. You know that's right. I feel like that would want you would want to uh, use up your page space for good. I mean, you've got four issues in this series. It's very limited, 
and you throw out a an issue that's provides little substance i just yeah i don't know five or six actually yeah it would probably be a bit more accurate the only other guess that i've got as to why maybe it's it's the episode is like or not the episode excuse me the issue is like that is just to show like how bleak the situation truly is yeah i mean i see that but like killing off a second protagonist with only one issue left. Like I get it. If you're going to kill him off, do it at the end of the fourth. But yeah, I'll, I'll hold my judgments off for the rest of it. Yeah. I remain hopeful you know, until the, until the next one, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to write this one at a six though. Cause like there are just certain issues of a comic series that like you pick it up and you just don't really need to read that part of the story again. You ever feel like that? Yeah. No, I mean, not when I'm reading good comics, but sometimes i feel that yeah because like i uh i do that with things a lot i remember i uh read back through dragon ball z not that long ago and uh, i skipped over the cell arc because i already knew what happened i didn't want to watch it again that's kind of like i was really really into my gateway to anime and manga was naruto in middle school I read through all of the Naruto Shippuden uh, manga, and I forgot just how much page space is taken up by some of those fights. Like, the first fight with Gara in the desert, when we first get introduced to the Akatsuki, is like eight issues long, nine issues long. It's ridiculous. Yeah, And it's even longer in the show, in the anime. It's like, half the season almost and it's crazy or at least it feels that way yeah i mean and it either goes this way the manga has too much to put in the anime or the anime really has to stretch what's in the manga because there's not really enough there to make a show but yeah this book's okay yeah it's okay you know what's not okay NFTs. NFTs are a fucking waste of money. That's what's not okay. No. I'm I guess say we'll another answer to that would be how much I spend on fast food. I would be scared to know like what portion of my food actually go or my money goes to eating out. Like it's it's a significant amount of my fucking income. You could say at least at least. 30 or 40 percent of my income which i'm not proud of me either that's that's probably about the same i have food at home but i still eat out every night i know like i do the same shit like i just i've got like chips and cookies and pies and frozen shit and all kinds of stuff and stuff i could cook with and i'll still go to fucking wendy's like who could i eat like a fucking garbage disposal so before we go, um, I figured we would record a, a special segment because uh, in case uh, at this point in time you haven't heard already, uh, Akira Takarada has passed away at the age of 87. If you don't know uh, who he is or are familiar with his work, um, you've seen him in a Godzilla movie if, if you've watched several uh, he is an absolute icon uh, to the franchise, uh, and uh, he will be greatly missed. And we just thought we would uh, do this little segment 
uh, in his honor. Absolutely. Um, I got to say, I, I was I was kind of shocked when I heard you know the news of his passing. Um, because he's just been around for so long, and and health wise, he seemed to be doing okay. So he had announced that he was going to be making some appearances at conventions this year. Um, you know, so that was something kind of out of left field, you know. But yeah, I mean, we can't we can't understate his importance to the franchise. You know, from his starring one of his first big roles as Okada and Godzilla, and various other, you know, big hits in the Showa era, you know, Moth versus Godzilla, Invasion of Astro Monsters as Fuji, you know. One of the few actors to appear in all three uh, eras of Godzilla, at least, you, you know, the Japanese era so far, you know, Showa, Heisei, and Millennium, you know, has a, fe- has a feature at least in one of those movies in each each era. So, yeah, no, a- absolutely. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be greatly missed. He had a, just a, an incredible presence on camera, and I, I never got the chance to meet him or anything. But just from what I've heard, you know, he's a very caring and gentle person that also really cared for the franchise. You know, sixty years later, he still, you know, was was a, a part of Godzilla. It did have a cut scene in 2014's Godzilla, just a little scene where he was like the immigration officer checking the passports. Unfortunately, to this day, it's still not been released on uh, any kind of any kind of format. It's not on home video. It's not any of the Blu-ray or DVD releases. Um, so uh, here's hoping that one day we get to see that maybe like in his honor. You know, they finally release that that little bit of footage. Yeah, but no, he'll, he'll absolutely be missed. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, I probably out of the uh. Uh, little roster we have built here on Stomp Around Monster Podcast. I probably am in the one that has consumed the least amount of uh, Akira's content. But um, as the others have stated, you know, his importance, you know, can't be discounted. Uh, This uh, man is very much responsible, um, along with several others, for launching what is this generational franchise and um yeah i will never forget watching the very first godzilla movie um for the first time about two years ago and uh you know witnessing his commanding presence on camera and uh uh it it is a shame uh to see such an icon go but um what we can do now is uh you know honor his memory by uh enjoying the gifts he left us behind and uh i'm sure i can speak for everyone that myself and all the rest of us at stomp around monster podcast send our thoughts to uh his family friends colleagues and fans we signing off um Next time we come back, uh, we're going to be trucking along with the next Godzilla film in the franchise, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. First of the uh, island arc, I think, as we've decided to call it. It's got to be better than the last movie uh, with a sea monster we watched. Well, uh, there's only one way to find out for you, Brett. What, what uh, was that? Was it? As to why I believe it 
Yeah, the Meg. Oh, it's better than Meg. The Meg. Yeah. Yeah. The Meg. I was looking for a C minus. I, was say, I hope it's better than, better than the Meg. Yeah, I'd say it's better than Meg. But uh, yeah, get get ready to see a whole lot of islands because that's uh all, all we're gonna be on. And with that, uh, yeah, just don't forget to follow us on the social media at Stomp Around Pod on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you're on. That really helps us out. And uh, share it with your friends. Share it with your parents. Share it with your grandparents. Maybe maybe don't share it with your grandparents, actually. Um, Aunts and uncles. Yeah, but your cool uncle. Yeah. True. Only if they're cool. Yeah, like may- maybe your drunkle, you know? The, uh, the guy that just wants to leave who's working the counter at GameStop. <laughs> Get the word out. Yeah. Yeah, next time you get pulled over, just, you know, tell them, hey, did you heard the good news about the Stomp Around Monster podcast? Won't get you out of a ticket or anything. Probably get you more trouble, but, you know, spread the word. At least it was for a good cause. Yeah. All right. And with that, until next time, bye for now. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Do I sound okay? <laughs> yeah, do I? Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess I should probably make an announcement about my GCB. Your what? Oh, I didn't tell you about that. No. I I went to the doctor. I got diagnosed with GCB Monday. Is this a fucking joke? No, it's it's just it's a condition. It's called giant cock and balls. <laughs> <sighs> How did I know? <laughs> I knew it was gonna be something stupid. You're what? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I knew it was going to be something stupid. <laughs> but like you have had health problems in the past. So for a second, I was like, wow. Are you okay? <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. Like if I told you I was sick with something. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was ready to be like supportive, but I, I'm you. You said so much shit like this in the past that I'm skeptical. Oh, like for instance, you're, yeah. Have you ever seen that show on Netflix, Mind Goblin? Yeah, you mind goblin these, these nuts. nuts. Yeah. So. Oh my god. Uh, I desperately wish that my middle name was my actual name steven you it's just little, want to be steven it's a bit basic but it's better than red just go by steven it's too late no it's not i'll okay. call you steven if you want me to start calling you steven well i appreciate that but that's one person in my entire life that would <laughs> it's too late if you yeah. want if you wanted me to call you like Darlene or some shit. I'm, <laughs> dude, hey, Darlene, how you doing? Well, 
Well, thank you, Colin. You're the you're the most supportive friend I have. Uh, you can't do this to me. I started this company. You know how much I sacrificed. All right, ready? Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stomp Around Monster Podcast. I'm Colin. And I'm Brett. And today we're talking about Ultra Mega number three. Let's redo that. I sound a derpy as fuck. I'm Brett. It's better than the first, like, ever time I recorded with you. I was like, and today we have with us Brett. And, and you, you know said, what? I you thought said, I did so good. And you guys no, told you me I sounded the, so nervous. No, you did the second take. You nailed it on the take that I used. But the first one that I did, you were just like, I... <laughs> well, that's the thing. I thought it was the opposite. I thought I did great on the first take and I sounded awful on the second take. But you never know until you hear it. You're the one editing, so I trust you that that, that take was... Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stomp Around Monster Podcast. I'm Colin. And I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> Fuck. I told myself <laughs> no matter what you said, I wasn't going to laugh. And I did. I did. I fucked it up. That was really good, though. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stomp Around Monster Podcast. I'm Colin. And I'm sick to my stomach because I ate dinner at racetrack tonight. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god, not this again. Okay. I gotta throw a curveball every time so the reaction's genuine. Okay. I'm just gonna have to laugh my way through finishing what I'm saying. Yeah. While the fucking music's in the background. <laughs> This shit got goofy as hell real fast. Okay. As Ready? It should. <laughs>